Thanks everyone for joining us and welcome to another episode of the Young, Widowed, and Dating podcast series. Today, the topic is when friends and family don't understand your grief. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Young, Widowed, and Dating podcast. We're discussing what happens when friends and family don't understand our grief. I do want to say that I've been fortunate enough to have the most amazing support system um, with my friends and family. If I'm being honest, I was the one who kept them at arm's length. I preferred to kind of just do widowhood on my own. I've always kept my thoughts and feelings private, and when I was ready to share, I decided to blog or I share the most intimate parts of my grief in my Facebook support group. It's because of that support group that I've been given kind of a bird's eye view on grief and how society for the most part just doesn't seem to do well with widowed people, especially young widows and widowers. Ask anyone who's lost a spouse and you'll hear that they probably had to deal with at least one person, probably someone who hasn't even lost a spouse, tell them how to be a widow. I think two of the fastest ways to garner unsolicited advice is to get pregnant or lose a spouse. Everyone feels the need to come out of the woodwork to give you their two cents. As widows, we often hear everything from those dreaded at least statements to the more annoying, but you're still so young. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to break down the friends and family that many widowed people seem to have in their lives. We're back and discussing grief and the lack of support from friends and family. I find that every widow or widower has at least one of the following people in their circle. The Mrs. Me Too. There's always that someone who feels they need to be in constant competition with you as it pertains to your loss. If you mention you miss your spouse, this person never fails to mention how much the death has affected their life, the death of your spouse. If you cry, she sheds even more tears. Share a memory, and she has a funnier story, and on and on and on. This is the kind of person that you often end up comforting. You. You, the person who has a dead spouse, is left to dry Mrs. Me Too's tears. The Divorcee. The end of a marriage is in essence a loss. I take nothing away from the divorced person who deals with the loss of that relationship. I know it's never an easy path. I only wish that friends and family who've been divorced will try to connect with widowed people on a level that doesn't involve telling them, I would much prefer to be widowed than divorced. Those aren't bonding words. In fact, they're the opposite. They're fighting words. The therapist. This person has watched every episode of Dr. Phil and now feels empowered to dole out grief therapy. This, despite never having lost as much as a pet. This family member or friend insists on giving you quote-unquote helpful advice while failing to realize their unsolicited feedback is neither helpful nor wanted. Next, you have the medium. This family member isn't an actual medium, but they insist on telling you what your spouse would have wanted you to do. Oh, but he would have wanted you to move the kids closer to us. She would have wanted you to give us part of the insurance money. He is rolling in his grave right now knowing that you've started dating, etc. 
This person always seems to know what your spouse would have wanted, especially if it's to their benefit. There's also the faux parent. While it certainly takes a village to raise a child, it's counterproductive for people to question a widowed person's parenting in the presence of that child. This friend, family member, or even an in-law may feel the need to second-guess your parenting in front of your children or question your ability to raise functioning young adults. While your parenting style may have in fact changed since the loss of your husband or wife, it's no one place to badmouth you within earshot of your children. Finally, there's the timekeeper. This is the friend who finds it necessary to remind you of how long you've been widowed. If you want a date, you'll be told that it's only been a year. If you choose to talk about your spouse on Facebook, you'll be questioned while you're posting about him after three years. No one needs to remind us how long we've been widowed. We live it every single day. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you checked out the new book by Carrie Phillips? Letters to the Widowed Community offers validation and a down-to-earth style sure to resonate with widows of all ages. Included are Letters to the Sudden Death Widow, Widow Questioning Her Faith, Military Widow, Widow Who Wasn't Living Her Happily Ever After, and many more. Be sure to order a copy today at Amazon, BookBaby, Target, or other fine retailers. We're back and discussing family and friends who may not always understand our loss or our grief. Even within the widowed community, there's no one way to grieve. What looks wrong to one widowed person might look right to someone else. So it's not uncommon for those who have not experienced a loss to not quite know how to relate to us. I think it's important to first figure out if the advice is coming from a positive place. Because fortunately and unfortunately, most people aren't widowed at a young age, so they don't always know how to relate to us. What seems helpful to them may come across as judgmental to us. If you believe the person meant well, consider educating them versus lashing out. That lesson will serve them well and will stop them from putting their foot in their mouth when they encounter the next widow. Point them to widow books, resources, websites. The more they understand our loss, the more they'll be able to help us and not add to our already heavy burden. Another thing to keep in mind is that you're under no obligation to take anyone's advice. It's your life. You can accept or reject anything that someone says to you. It doesn't matter if it comes from the clergy or your neighbor. You have to do what's best for you or what's best for your children. You have to also know sound advice when you hear it. Even if you're not ready to receive the information, allow the seed to be planted. Sometimes we need that tough love or that kick in the butt when we're heading off the cliff. Yes, it is your life, but don't discount words of wisdom. And finally, if your friends and family aren't giving you what you want, ask for it. It's really not fair for us to say they aren't there for us, but we fail to point out what it is that we need from them. Yes, you could have the attitude of they should know, but really, who knows how to make sense of widowhood? If you just need a listening ear, say so. 
If you want to rant about the unfairness of life, tell them you don't need their advice right now. You just need to vent. You may also find that many of the issues and the awkwardness that we have with them, a lot of that can get resolved simply by, you know, making our needs known. So what are the five takeaways from this episode? One, try to remember that society for the most part still struggles with death. Extend a bit of grace to family and friends. Two, before reacting, figure out if the comment was coming from a sincere place or if it was truly meant as an insult. Number three, remember that all advice isn't good advice. You can sift through those you find helpful and simply leave the rest. Number four, at the end of the day, it's your life. If family and friends are adding unnecessary drama to your life, it's okay to love them from a distance. And finally, number five, ask for what you need from them. Don't expect them to be mind readers. Thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to check out previous episodes and stay up to date on the latest blog by visiting youngwidowedanddating.com. Thanks so much.